You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast, where your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome to the freaking party, my friend. We are so, so excited to have you here today. We're excited every day, but today we are especially stoked because today's episode is about to blow your freaking mind. We are about to talk straight to you, photographers. If you've ever felt stuck in your photography business and wondered how to continue to scale and grow, and you're feeling trapped with just trading your time for money, or if you're a photographer feeling overwhelmed or exhausted by all the -the behind-the-scenes business portions of the job, and you're just wanting to go out and do what you love, which is shoot, then today's episode is a freaking goldmine of information. We're chatting associate photography teams with the incredible Grace Troutman. Now, if you don't know her, Grace is a Midwest-based destination wedding photographer and business educator who's traveled to Iceland, Ireland, Hawaii, Colorado, California, Washington to shoot destination weddings. Now, over the years, as she desired to scale her photography business, she slowly built a powerful team of associate photographers to shoot under her business, Grace Troutman Photography. Now, when she's not out shooting with her team or teaching other creatives, she's typically sipping sour beer with her husband or playing with her two-year-old daughter, Pfeiffer. Now, Grace, guys, is seriously such a gem. And on today's show, she freaking fire-hosed tips, tools, information, ideas, so much more on how to scale a photography business by building an associate photography team. She covered how she got into associate photography in the first place, the mindset hurdles that you have to overcome, where to find quality and trustworthy team members, what to look for in them, how to train them to match your client experience, and how to market them to potential clients in a way that adds value to your overall experience. I am not kidding you when I say that this is a jam-packed episode, and we are so freaking excited for you to learn from the queen herself. So if you have ever wondered how to get out of the hamster wheel cycle of trading your time for money, We're about to dive in to how to build a team of photographers who shoot under your brand so you can serve even more clients while scaling your photography business. Let's get to it. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Grace, we are so freaking excited to welcome you to the Heart and Hustle podcast. It's going to be a great girl chat. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, you two. (laughs) Well, we are beyond excited. I know I just said that, but (laughs) Evie and I can't wait to talk to you. Yes, I'm pumped about today's episode. It's going to be so good. (laughs) All right. Well, first, to start us off, could you introduce yourself to our audience and just tell us the story of how you got to where you are today? Just say hello to the Heart Nestle family. (laughs) Yes. So my name is Grace Troutman, and I'm a Midwest-based destination wedding photographer. I know that's like not the same things together. A little oxymoronic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Um, but I'm based in the Midwest and I do a lot of destination work. Um, and then I'm also a photography educator. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, and I'm the owner of Grace T Photography. Um, but I also have a team who shoots under me for my brand. So I have an associate team and we serve couples in the Midwest and all over the U.S. Amazing. Grace, you are like such a queen. If anyone doesn't follow Grace or know Grace, (laughs) you will be obsessed with her after this episode, I promise. And uh, you need to just fall in love with her even more. But (laughs) we'll we'll give you some time, listeners, to uh, fully embrace the the Grace experience today. So (laughs) let's just dive on in (laughs) with the next question. So Grace, I think we all relate to this, especially as photographers, but we come to a point where we're working for ourselves and trading our time for money. And as photographers and especially even just service-based business owners, but especially in the photography niche, like there comes a point where they're just, that just isn't scalable anymore. Like you only have so much capacity to shoot, you know, X a number of weddings per year or X number of sessions per year or whatever. And I would love to hear from you, like when did you get to that point in your career where you just realized that what you were doing was not scalable unless something changed? Yeah. So I can kind of step back a little bit and kind of tell you a little bit about how I got into this and my journey with everything. So um, I started as a photographer. Um, actually, okay, we'll back up even further. Um, I <laughs> lived in California for a couple of years. And when I was there, I was like, I don't really want to do photography full time. And I actually started working for a post-processing company for photographers. So photographers would send their um, images in and then we would edit them and send them back. Um, and then once I was there, I was like, I hate this. I cannot sit behind a desk nine to five. My commute was like two and a half, three hours every day. It was terrible. So I was like, I need to be out. Like I need to be out in the field, um, getting my hands dirty. And like, I would look at these images that I was editing and I was like, I want these to be mine. Like I want to change someone's life. Um, you know, just by giving them moments in time. So, um, Once I decided to go for it, um, I started booking some weddings here and there. And I think my first year I did like two just for like some friends or people I knew. Um, But actually they were destination weddings. So I was like, I love this. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It's so cool. Just like dove straight Uh, into destination. I love that. (laughs) It's amazing. It it was wild. Yes, very wild. But I got the taste of like, this is for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I started booking weddings in the Midwest and people started flying me back to Iowa to shoot weddings. And my season went from, I think nine, my first year, like nine or 10 weddings to 30 uh, for the next three years. Yeah. Wow. Like 30 plus. So I was like, I I got to a point, I was just taking all those weddings, like 30 plus weddings a year. And I was so burnt out because at first I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. People want to book me. I'm going to take on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, and you just get so excited and wrapped up in like the excitement of it. And like everyone's booking you and you're thriving and making money and you're like, oh my goodness. But I was missing out on family events. I was missing out on big moments with friends, like engagements and all that. And honestly, I was just so exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like 30 plus weddings a year is a lot. For me personally, I know people who do like 50, 60. I'm like, you guys are unicorns. I don't, <laughs> right. I I don't know how. <laughs> um, no. 
No, but I was hitting my ceiling in terms of what I could take on. Um, and I just didn't know what else to do besides taking on more work to make more money. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I, I honestly, my schedule is so booked out. Like, I don't know how I can take on more work, but I don't know how I can make more money because I still want to scale my business. Um, and also my husband, Kyle and I wanted to start a family too around that time. But with that workload, I couldn't even think of having a baby. I was like, no way. I, I can't even give up weddings to like take maternity leave. Like there's no way I could do that. So, um, I didn't really know how to scale until I had a conversation with my brother-in-law and he has owned a couple of businesses and like sold his companies. And he said, I needed employees. And at that point I was like, uh, um, no, like just scoffed at it. <laughs> so bad. Um, but I was like, no, my couples want me and only me like no way. Um, but I wasn't at a point where I wanted to offer education or digital products at that point. So I kept like coming back to that conversation in my head and I gave it some thought. And the more I thought about adding a team member, the more it just made sense to scale that way and still be able to serve incredible couples who wanted to work with me, but still have my hand in the experience, but I just wouldn't be the one shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I, Cause I think everyone that's done photography for any stretch of imagination and been semi-successful at it, I think has hit that same burnout point that you're talking yeah. about. Yes. Where oh gosh, yes. you you want more and more and more because it's like, oh wow, I'm I'm it's proof that you're successful, right? And it's yes, it's that growing phase, but then when everyone does that, everyone hits that burnout period that they they discover the same thing that you just did, Grace, that I can't keep trading time for money. And mm-hmm. I think with photography specifically, there's really, and you mentioned this even in what you just said, but like you have associate photographers so that you could duplicate yourself on wedding days, which is one way, mm-hmm. or there's education or digital products or something like right. that. But with photography or just doing a completely another business, but still like photography itself pigeonholes itself eventually mm-hmm. without yes. doing one of those things. Um, yep. So I love that you said you mentioned team members because on this show, we've talked about, I mean, we we keep it pretty general, not just for photographers, but we talk a lot about outsourcing and hiring a team. But we we always, when we say it, usually we're talking about like, oh, a VA or hire an yeah. editor and like that. So uh, you're so super unique because you actually built out an associate team, which for anybody that doesn't know that, it, what that means, it's basically Grace hired on other photographers like under her to basically work for her brand and shoot weddings for her. Mm -hmm. So Grace, could you kind of dive into that? Basically, how did you start your associate program and where did you even find photographers that you trusted to be on your team? Because I feel like that's a whole (laughs) issue in and of itself. Oh yeah. Like everyone always asks me like, oh my God, where did you find your associates? I don't trust anybody. (laughs) And I have to remind people that in order to grow your team, you need to let go of control, like just a little Mm -hmm. bit. I think like as creatives, it's so hard for us to let go. Um, but we just have to let go of control just a tad. Um, but I asked my first couple of associates to be on my team in, uh, I think it was 2018. Yes. And it was like before we had gotten pregnant. 
segment. Um, and they actually went to college with me. And so we all went to the University of Northern Iowa. Um, and so I knew they had the technical skills because they had sat next to me in class and like learned <laughs> it and I had followed them. So I knew that they like got taught the technical skills. They just, I just wanted to shape them into how I shoot and how mm-hmm. I give an incredible client experience. Um, and I had actually asked a couple other people in the area at first, but got turned down and that's okay. Um, because I needed to respect those people and what they wanted to do with their businesses. And they wanted to, you know, just run their businesses for themselves and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're searching for the right person, you have to really ask yourself if you trust them. So I go through a hiring process now. And if I have a good feeling about them and they line up with like my personality and my values, and I could see myself being friends with them, then, oh my gosh, yes, that's my person. But if I don't get a good vibe right off the bat, then I don't hire them because you have to understand that like, you're duplicating and replicating yourself and like your clients want that experience from you, especially if they've fallen in love with you and your work, you know, they have heard it from friends or, um, like reviews, read reviews of like how I show up on a wedding day. So I Mm -hmm. want to replicate that in another person. Oh, I have so many things to say and just thoughts that just popped (laughs) in my head based off of what you just said, Grace. First and Mm -hmm. foremost, I think it's so key that you just hit on like, I need to make sure this photographer lines up with my core values and the things mm-hmm. that matter most to me as a brand. And I think so many entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs who are, you know, going solo, doing it on their own, you know, scrappy, they have to, you know, figure it all out. And all of their like foundational business principles or things are in their heads, such as core values or, Mm -hmm. you know, like what matters most? What is the full brand experience? Like a lot of solopreneurs are, have that in their heads, which is normal. But when you're starting to build out a team, like especially associate photographers who are working under your name, who are representing you, who are giving ideally the exact same experience you are going to give your clients, you need to have that stuff like clear and written down. Like you need to know what are my core values as, you know, Grace Troutman photography? Like who, you know, is it about fun? Is it about service? Is it about humility? You know, like those things that matter most to you need to be crystal clear and in the forefront of your mind instead of just going and being like, oh, well, they can shoot pretty well. Okay, I'll hire them. Like that's that's a recipe for disaster. Um, So I love that you brought that up because I think I just wanted to highlight that a little bit more and be like, that was huge. Like even just that little little spark that you just like casually dropped in there. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like entrepreneurs, (laughs) photographers need to hear that. Like, would I be friends with this person? Do they, you know, do they align with my core values? Are they able to give the exact same experience that I'm able to give my clients? Like, do they line up in every way? Are they the right person? Not just, Mm -hmm. are they a good photographer? Because that's huge. Yeah. And you have to find someone too, that is excited to shoot for your brand. You know, if they just want to show up and shoot and make money, that's not the best fit because you want someone who is going to be excited about giving the experience that you give to your clients and replicating that. So if they're excited about working under you and representing you and being like, yes, I work with grace. Like Mm -hmm. I get to shoot for grace and I get to give her couples, our couples, the best experience ever. Like that is who I want on my team. Yes. Mm, love that. Freaking preach it, Grace. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I have I have so many thoughts and questions. First of all, before I dive into the next question, yeah. I also just want to touch on something that you said at the beginning of like 
you have to give up control a little bit. And this is just something that like popped into my head that I just wanted to share of if you hold stuff so tightly, it's not going to grow. Yep. Like by, by just like, if you think of like holding onto a plant and like a little baby plant, like a little sapling that's just starting to really like grow or whatnot. And you're just gripping, (laughs) you're just like (laughs) gripping it with a death grip because you're like, I need this to grow. I've gotten it this far. Like it, it, it's got to go further. Like you're going to kill it. And so the reality is as entrepreneurs, like you have to let go of that fist, like tight grip on your business and be like, okay, there needs to be space for growth in this. And I just wanted to throw that out there because that was just also a very, very good point of yours, Grace, that I was like, let's just highlight that one too. Um, Yeah. But yeah, do you have something to say to that? Well, I was going to say too, it's so hard because as creatives, you know, we've put our blood, sweat and tears into our Mm -hmm. business. So we're very protective of it. We're very very possessive of it because it's like, oh, this is ours. We built from the ground up. Yeah, our babies. um, yeah, our babies, definitely. Like I used to refer to my business as my baby before I had mm-hmm. my baby. So yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really hard for us to like hand that over to someone else and give them the trust. But once mm-hmm. we do, you realize that there is a world of possibilities out there where you can grow and expand. And especially like going back to having a VA, having a, an editor, you know, just mm-hmm. take over that work for you. It's scary. You're like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is my work I'm handing over. But once yeah. you let that go and let other people do things for you that like maybe they're better at, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Like that frees you up to like dive into what you're most passionate about in your business. So it's scary, but it's like the best thing you can do for your business. I have a really, have you guys seen the trend that's going on like TikTok or reels that you, I think they use like the full house song, the, oh, everywhere yes. Oh, yes. You look. Yes. and it's, it's like almost like a joke of solopreneurs, it's like, like meet the team, meet the team. And it's like all them. Yes. It's like the edit, which I, I totally respect on one hand. Cause I'm like, you, it's at the beginning, it's a hustle. You yeah. are doing yep. everything. You are your own accountant. You are your own marketer and financer. That didn't make sense, but like you're everything. <laughs> and I, I get why that trend is, is it, cause it's cute and it's funny. And it's like, Hey, I do it all. I'm your editor. I'm your photographer. I'm yeah. whatever. But at the same time, I look at that and I'm like, don't stay there. Cause if you're going to stay there, yeah. you're not yeah. going to grow. But I just, that made me think of that analogy when you guys are saying that. Yeah. Well, we put so much pride into doing it all when like in reality, we don't need to do that because that's, that's only suffocating us from growing. Like you said, Abby, it's Mm -hmm. only suffocating us and pulling us back from growing into what we really want. And you're not going to get there super fast if you're literally doing all of it because you can't do everything. We can, we can try, but we won't do it all very well. Mm-hmm. It's true. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's something that entrepreneurs struggle with a lot is that we often think and I am just as guilty as this of this as other people. I like it's very easy for us to think, "Oh, I am the only person who can do it the best." Yeah. Because because we typically are the ones who started doing it. And so we're like, therefore, I am the queen of this. And then when you start mm-hmm. hiring a team and seeing other people do it, you're like, holy crap, they do it 50 times better than I. Like I had to like mm-hmm. work my butt off to get to level two and they're at level 20. Like it's it's a mental hurdle that you have to overcome. But I feel yes. like once you really start taking those steps, you realize like, it's very humbling. Cause you're like, Oh wow. I thought I was, you know, the shiz in that area. Oh and I am not, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's good. It's so many people can do a lot more than what we think. And we think we're the best and it's just not true. But I think I want to like ask you grace, cause I think mm-hmm. this is a dilemma that a lot of 
people considering building out an associate team as a photography like company or or brand run into and it's that we're we're afraid of of hiring somebody to give our clients our experience and you know work under our name like we said because it does require a lot of you know expertise or or skills or you know training to get them to that stage or whatever like we want them to match up with our quality of client experience so a lot of the people I think who look for associate photographers stumble across photographers who have that experience and those skills and therefore already have like their own established photography business. And so then it becomes like this like tricky situation where the people that you would trust to shoot under you as an associate probably already have their own business, maybe even full-time business and probably don't want to shoot under you. So it's like this weird like catch 22 of like, well, I I want somebody that I can trust, but the people that you would trust probably aren't going to be people who can associate for you. But I want to hear your thoughts on that. Like, did you find that was true? How did you deal with that? Did you train people up? Like you kind of touched on that a little bit, but like maybe talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So initially, like I said, that's what happened to me when I got turned down first, that first Mm -hmm. couple of times I asked a couple of people because they were like, no, I'm working in my own business and I don't think that's right for me. Um, But I will say all of my associates have their own businesses right now. And truly, I think that's the best way to go because honestly, they want to learn from you. If they're excited about working with you, they want to learn from you as well as grow in their businesses and their skill also while working on themselves and like how to better themselves. So what better way to work under like the best mentor ever, right? So you have to understand that some associates might stay for a couple seasons, but may get to a point where they grow and are killing it in their own businesses and they might leave. Like you might have a high turnover rate. I kind of think of it as like, you guys have both worked as a server. So you understand like yeah. a high turnover <laughs> yep. rate. Um, yep. But you know, you may kill it while you're there. But you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to move on to bigger and better things. And that's mm-hmm. okay. That's totally fine. You have to understand that going into it. That's the name of the game. But on my mm-hmm. team, I'll kind of explain it a little bit. I have an associate that is so freaking talented. And she works a nine to five, it doesn't want to stop. So she takes bookings from me, her own business and works her full time job. <laughs> so Dang. there's a lot going on there. Um, But then I also have an associate that is a rock star single mom with two kids and doesn't have like the time or energy to put into marketing or Instagram, but she's so talented and loves creating that connection with couples and shooting and getting out there and being creative. Um, But really, truly, you have to find your people and know that, you know, they might leave at some point, uh, but they might stick with you forever if they're at the point where they're like, I'm comfortable, you know, with you doing the work and me getting to show up and shoot and be creative. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you want to make them a little bit more permanent in your, in your business, you can hire them as employees and not contracted workers, but that's a whole bunch of (laughs) things we can write a lot that goes into that. (laughs) That's a lot. Yes. But with my team, they know that I have the reach and I get a consistent flow of inquiries. Mm -hmm. So they might just not want to put in that effort of marketing for themselves to be running their own businesses. So it's like a win-win for both of us because they get to be creative and shoot and get paid to do so. But then they hand over all of the rest, like all the busy work, you know, chatting with the couple, um, like editing, all of that, they hand it over to me. And then win-win, I still get to serve amazing couples and give them the GTP experience. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, multiple Mm -hmm. questions here. (laughs) One, 
Do you ever, with associates that have their own business, do you ever fall into the issue of a conflict of interest as far as like if they're in, I'm assuming they're in the same city as you because that's yes. kind of have, yep. probably how an associate program has to be. <laughs> um, but how do you handle like if you get an inquiry that you're already booked on a like June 18th on a Saturday or whatever and your associate I guess maybe this answer is solved with having multiple associates. So maybe I'm answering my own question. I don't know. You can actually tell me, Grace. But <laughs> well, I'm thinking like, oh, what if the single mom that's your associate already has her own wedding? Or do you ever run into a problem of them not wanting to accept a wedding because they want to book their own wedding on that day? In the future? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, totally. And like, that is a reason why I have anywhere from three to four associates at a time, um, is because yeah, they can totally like book their own weddings. Like one of my associates last year, she had like 35 weddings booked total and like 15 of them were from me. So, but that's like her point in life where she can do that. She doesn't have kids. Like she's, you know, married, but doesn't have kids. Um, and she could do that, but yes, it comes to a point and and it's actually getting this way for next year too. Cause like we're booked up for this year. We are almost booked up for next year because people are wild and booking two years in advance, but, yes. um, just cause of the pandemic and everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it, it does, but that's where, you know, the team comes in of like, okay, I have three to four people to choose from, you know, if two of my associates are already booked up, I can go with this one, um, and have options. We actually ran into experience an experience last year where like a week before a wedding, one of my associates got COVID and then another associate stepped in. So it's like almost like a backup to a backup, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? Which is great to have and wonderful. So I can, you know, I told the bride and groom, like, you will still get the same experience. Like no matter who shoots your wedding day, if it's mm-hmm. me, if it's somebody else, you will get the same experience. And she was like, great, wonderful. I can't wait for them to show up. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you have to know, like, it might get a little sticky sometimes, um, but that's where like the managerial part comes in <laughs> where you're like, okay, I'm the manager of a team. I can handle yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, the other thing I was thinking of when you were talking is the uh, the fact that like your associates are often people that, yeah, sure, they have their own business, but you're giving them the opportunity to do what they love and and maybe not what they're best at, which some people yeah. don't want to be the face of a company. Some people don't want to focus yes. on all the stress that marketing and hustling to get your own clients causes. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I love this concept of just talking about associates because I think a lot of our listeners, some of them might fall into that camp of loving photography loving the art of it, loving shooting, but truly either are struggling with their own business because they're they're not passionate about the marketing end of it, or they just aren't interested in that, but still want to shoot. So I think an yes. associate program is a really great opportunity for people that don't necessarily want to be the, the head CEO or the face of a mm-hmm. business, but want to have shooting, just like do what they love, which is photography. So uh, this I'm throwing this question at you. It's not on the list, but um, yeah. <laughs> what if, if to somebody out there that's maybe listening to this to be like, oh my gosh, I think that might be me. Like, I think I might want to be an associate photographer to somebody. How like what advice would you give them to get hired by another photographer to be an associate? 
Okay. I get this question all the time. Like constantly people DM me and they're like, I want to be an associate. How do I do it? Um, and I think it's great for you, for someone who is kind of in their beginning stages, but like understands their craft and like how to use their camera, how to post couples, like how to get light, best angles, whatever. Um, so I would say like in their like second to third year of business, probably not their first year, like get some experience first and then go into an associate team. But um, just reach out to photographers who you really admire, Mm -hmm. you know, if they already have an associate team, cool. Maybe you're like, Hey, I would love to join your team. How do I do that? How do I work up to that? Um, like even start with like second shooting a ton or assisting, or just be like, okay, I'll take a couple weddings a year for you and you, and hopefully it can turn into more. But honestly, like just starting a conversation, um, reaching out either via DM or like, honestly, email would be better. Like Mm -hmm. I get so, so many DMs. Um, but if you're really serious about it, like email somebody, send your portfolio, send like gallery and be like, I adore you so much. I love what you're doing with your business. If you ever need any help or if you are starting an associate team, please let me know because I'm so interested. Like I would love to hop on a phone call with you. So it's it's honestly just taking the first step and like putting yeah. yourself out there. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think Lindsay and I have talked about this too, like just being very intentional with that like a, any sort of pitch email like that where you're reaching out to somebody and, you know, putting in those details of like, hey, here's my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Like, here's how long I've been in business. Here's what gear I have. Here's what I'm passionate about as a photographer. Here's what I love about you and your company. Here's why I want to yeah. work with you. Here's what, you know, would work well for me. Like, I would love to take on X number of weddings for you. I have this availability. Like, that type of yeah. information, like if a photographer oh, yeah. receives that email, like, that is going to stand the hell out. Like, and I think that just was so good for you to like mm-hmm. throw out their grace is just like yeah. give them the details and email them. Don't DM them. I'm, I'm doing a yeah. shameless pitch, but uh, we actually have a previous podcast episode on how to write an email pitch. It's episode 92 for anyone that's listening. If you want to know the <laughs> yeah. advice that we, that we recommend on how to like send the email that Grace is talking about to actually get, not even for associate, that could be literally anything. Any type of like pitch but, email where you're trying to yeah. get a, a deal, a partnership, a agreement, a relationship. It, we w- just walk through like what you should include, which Grace basically just covered. Like give them those yeah. that, that <laughs> details and that information. Like that's going to stand out. That's really going to show that you're taking initiative, that you have, you know, a different yeah. mindset and outlook than a lot of people. And that's going to blow me out of the water too. Like if yeah. someone reaches out instead of like just a random DM and being like, Hey, are you hiring? Like yeah, that right. to me, I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Sorry, you have to understand no. that uh, the photographer that maybe already has a team or already is pretty successful gets those emails all the time or yeah. those DMs all the time. So how can you stand yeah. out and actually get their attention versus just get totally. like, it's like, I could, I could guarantee all three of us if we've ever received a DM that's like, like, hey, get, uh, if you're ever struck second shooting, let me know. And it's like, yes. no, no, I'm not going to let you know. <laughs> you send me an email with what mm-hmm. camera you shoot on, your portfolio, your website, your experience, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Like, yes. Constantly. That sounds harsh, yes. but... <laughs> well, it's just hard to keep track of. Like, if I get a, you know, a DM like that with great Grace, I'm sure you too. Like, if we get DMs like that, it's like, hey, if you're ever, you know, needing a second shooter, reach out. Or like, hey, if you're ever hiring, let me know. Like... I'm not going to be able to keep track of that DM, even if I try to like screenshot it and be like, like that's to me, that's just (laughs) no. If you send me an email with all the info, I have a spreadsheet that my assistant puts your info into. And then when I need a second shooter and my regulars aren't available, I can go into that spreadsheet and look through like, but a DM, totally, absolutely not. (laughs) 
I love that. No, it just gets so lost. So yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like send all of your info over and just explain to that photographer, like why you would be stoked about shooting with them. Cause I want to know, like, why do you want to shoot with me? Just because like, I have an Instagram following or is it because are you super passionate about like what I represent? Yeah. Did somebody say apparel? Yeah. Yeah, we did. This past year, we've been working on adding some beautiful, branded, comfy clothes to the heart shop, and the time, my friend, has finally come. We just launched an epic collection with custom designs created with you in mind. We've got t-shirts, crop tops, sweatshirts, mugs, hats, and more, all created with intentional designs you can rock in your everyday life. We intentionally designed these pieces to remind you of how capable you are, how loved you are, and that you can chase after your wildest dreams because you were made to do big things in this life. You were made to be a world changer, and now you have some cute apparel to remind you of those powerful truths. Now, Obvi, this is a podcast and we can't show you how cute as heck these pieces are on the show. So run, don't walk to the heart shop to check out our brand new collection of apparel and more. You can head to www.theheartuniversity.com forward slash apparel to grab your favorite pieces today. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love then, Grace, this kind of kind of leads into it. I'm also kind of taking a little pivot. Um with like the experience that you offer mm-hmm. and having such a quality like client experience and wanting associates who offer that exact same experience, even though they aren't you, I'm curious, do you train those associates? How do you, you know, communicate that and create that same experience with an associate program? Yes. So absolutely. We have training days where I put together a styled shoe and we go over like how I see things on wedding days. Cause obviously I want them to replicate my experience. So we yeah. do like flat lays and like bridal portraits and groom portraits and like how I like envision things on wedding days. And this helps so much. So my team can see how I work and how my mind operates. And -hmm. also I ask them to either second shoot with me or tag along to a wedding day or um, assist or something like that. So they can kind of see me work as well. And then I've also had them tag along to engagement shoots so they can get a feel for how I do things there too, because they actually take the engagement shoots as well. Um, But on those styled shoot team days, we also love to just like hang out and grab dinner afterwards and like hang out as a team, like a team bonding experience. And then I love to also give them my posing guide. I have a posing guide. Um, so they have that in their back pocket on the wedding day. If like they get stuck or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, blank out for a little bit or during a shoot. So that can help them and be like, Oh yeah. So Grace would do this or something like that. Yeah. I love that. I, mm-hmm. I'd have never heard of anybody doing like a styled shoot day for their team. And I think that's yeah. such such a brilliant way to like literally and truly show them how you work, how you think. And especially in a setting where you can do that, it's not a real wedding. You can talk to them while the couple just stands there. They, yep. like, they don't have to, it's not a real life couple that is, is needing pressure to, uh, yeah. Anyways, I love that. Yeah. Um, I have a, another question then because kind of flipping it to the audience perspective or, or potential clients like that come to your website, how did you communicate and market your team to potential clients? Because you probably know this about us. All the listeners do. We're really big on teaching personal branding to our listeners because it just straight up works. <laughs> but yes. how do you navigate building a personal brand that revolves around you? Like your business name is Grace Troutman Photography, but yeah. 
but then you're telling potential clients, oh, you don't get me. You can work with this team member. Who's not me? Yay. Like, how do you go about that? Yes. Yes. And this is like the biggest part about having a team. Um, So it's all about the way you shape the experience that the couple is going to have. And also being very transparent from the beginning about who is available on their wedding day. So they know immediately when they reach out, uh, the first email that they get back is either, yes, I'm personally available or, hey, Mm. no, my associate Megan is available. Um, But I always get on a phone call with potential couples. Like after that first email, we set up a phone call and just kind of walk them through what they get when working with us and what the experience will be like. So they're never like, you know, questioning like, oh, what's it going to be like? Will Grace be there? Who's editing the photos? Um, Mm -hmm. All of those questions will be answered. And I truly honestly do not shape it as like, quote unquote, you do not get me, (laughs) like unquote, because that gives off a vibe that like, I'm better than my team. And that's totally not the case. Not the case. My team is so freaking talented. So I make sure that the couple knows that they're basically getting like a two for one deal. That's what I call it. (laughs) Like you guys get a two for one deal when booking with us because they get a freaking talented photographer showing up to shoot. And then they get me who is going to help basically plan all the back end stuff of their wedding day, like help with their timeline or help with uh, putting together outfits for their engagement session or anything like that. Um, And I also make sure I show everyone's work on like my website and my Instagram. and make sure that like they know like this is the team's work this mm-hmm. is not just grace i'm not hiding anyone um and then i let them know i always send galleries from my team so like if i say okay hannah's available here's galleries that she's shot so you can look through those and make sure that like this is going to be a good fit mm-hmm. um and they know that they're going to get a consistent product every single time this is so helpful. This You've <laughs> yes. given us so much already. Like, yes. if anybody's interested in hiring and building an associate program, you've already, like, blown them out yeah. of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like that you make it, like, even though it is your business and it's your brand, you still, from a marketing perspective, make it about the team. So I'm yes. assuming, like, on your website, it's not just, like, on the About Me or About Us page. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's you and the team, correct? Yep. Totally. So like my headshot is up there with the teams as well. So it's not just like, Hey, it's me. And then the team. No, it's definitely like us as a team and us as an experience. I love that. And then when they inquire, do you have one pricing guide for everybody that kind of lays it out or how does that work? So I like dive into this in my course, but, um, oh, well then you don't have to give all the, all the information. We're not asking you for everything in the kitchen sink. <laughs> no, no, no. I I've changed this over the years, depending on where I'm at for my business. Um, for the last year and a half, we were on the same level. So basically doesn't matter who you get. It's the same price, same experience. Um, but recently, um, since I am scaling back for next year and years moving forward, I'm not taking 20 plus weddings a year anymore. Um, I have raised my pricing. So um, basically, if you want to get me, you do have to pay a premium price. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I also love just that perspective. You know, you're in a season where you've built such a successful business and, you know, a successful team and they're just crushing it on giving your experience and serving your clients well. And you're needing to slow down. So you're like, okay, now I'll like raise my prices yes. and offer a premium. But I think a lot of photographers go into or think about associates as like, 
oh, I, you know, my, I'm obviously always the premium and my team will be like right. less money. And I just think that's a unique perspective from you that like you've been on the same level with your team up until like essentially now as you're kind of shifting your your own life decisions. But I love that perspective because I don't think that's super common in the associate photography industry. Totally. And you can start, you know, with your associate team. And I actually started them a little lower than me in the beginning because I was like, I don't know if people are even going to like bite on this. I don't know if people want it. So once the first year passed and we booked like 15 weddings, I was like, okay, well, people want this. So (laughs) we're going to raise it up. Um, And then we kept it there for a while um, where all of us were on the same level because it's the same experience no matter who you're going to get. It's the same incredible experience no matter what. Mm. So, um, but yes, now that I'm in, and like, you know, I'm kind of in like family mode, baby making years yeah. of like, I really want to focus <laughs> on <been> family, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. And honestly, I want to give my clients, you know, cause I really want to focus on a lot of destination work, um, for my clients. And I want to give them like all of me, um, mm-hmm. and not be spread out shooting 25 plus weddings for myself anymore. So yeah. that's where I'm at with that. I love that. I love Grace. Could you kind of maybe talk a little bit about like, do you showcase your team on Instagram? Like, do they have like headshots or posts on your Instagram? Do you put them in your stories? Like, cause I know you and I have talked about this before of like, how can you share your team and like introduce them, especially for the photographer who's like, okay, I've built a business around my name. Now, mm-hmm. how do I bring a team in? Like, how can I bring people in, in a way that, you know, isn't like a, out of left field and potential clients are like, wait, what? No, I just want grace. Like how can you almost like lead them through that pivot? Do you put them on your Instagram? Do you just switch your about page? Like what did you do to kind of navigate that shift? Yeah, absolutely. Like put them everywhere because you don't want your clients to reach out and like you said, be so confused about like, who is this? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know who this is. And like, you know, you guys preach this. I preach this about like getting your couples and audience comfortable with you and all that personal branding, but you also have to include your team in that. Like if you Mm -hmm. have a team, you have to warm your audience up, your clients, your followers, whoever, you have to warm them up to the idea that you have other people working for you. And like, they're a part of your branding now, you know what I mean? So you can introduce them of like, you know, Oh, Megan, she loves, you know, dogs and she loves to travel and um, all of this and give them like snippets of their life and introduce mm-hmm. them. And yes, absolutely. I've posted their headshots in my Instagram feed and, and just talked about who's working for me. Um, and then I also love when my associates do like behind the scenes on wedding days mm-hmm. too, and like tag me in it so I can repost. So people know that like, Oh, somebody's working for her, like showing up yeah. and, in this city and Grace is in this city. And, um, just showing that like, there is a team because if you just show up and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm not available, but this person is, they're going to be like, who the heck? <laughs> like, yeah. Who yeah. Is that? yeah. And like, I'll give you a little tip to everyone, a little tip, um, things that have worked very well for me. Um, my team and I put together a little video too. And I just asked them a bunch of questions of like, do you like sunrise or sunset? Um, do you like salty or sweet? Like fun little questions like that. And we put together that video and we actually attach it to the first email sending over. So the, the couples will like watch this video and they'll be like, Oh my gosh, like I resonate so well with Hannah. I'm so glad she's so, she's open for our wedding date. And it just gives them a little peek of like into our team and like our team Mm -hmm. dynamic. I love that you're still using the principles of personal branding. You're just applying it to more people than just yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's like personal branding still works. Yeah. And it's just, it's so cool to see yeah. it used in a different way than people are used to. Yeah, totally. And I, I love you utilizing video because it, it brings in that personal touch and that connection that most people are feeling with you, Grace, because they've probably seen you, you know, yeah. online and on Instagram and on stories and like all this stuff for years. And so you're incorporating like a connection point beyond just, you know, a a still portrait of your team. Like you're showcasing their personalities. They're hearing their voices. They're seeing those expressions. Yeah. And you're incorporating that in that first email that's like, hey, like this is a connection point for you with the entire team. And this is, you know, the one girl that you're probably going to be like discussing with or whatever. Like, I think that's just Mm -hmm. a really cool way to incorporate that connection that people are probably already seeing from you on like social media and or website and stuff like that. Yes. And it builds trust. Like Mm -hmm. Like you need to start, if you have a team, you need to start building trust from like, the moment people even think about hiring you. So like on your Instagram, like on your website, you need to start building trust, but even more so when they get down the line of like in emails and talking on the phone. So that, that starts from the very beginning. Mm. So a freaking men. You guys both. Mm. <laughs> I know. I do that all the time. We're like, mm, so good. The number of times we say so good on the podcast is probably, I just, whatever. In We're unison. It's, it's just really good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I feel like then, Grace, could you just maybe kind of like starting to wrap up a little bit? The biggest advice that you would give for a photographer who's listening to this episode, who's like, okay associate photography is not what I thought it was, or it's way more doable. And I, you know, I really think this is a good fit for me and my brand as we like continue to grow and scale. What beginner, like step one, step two, step three, or, you know, tip one, tip two, tip three, that, or whatever, two, one, five, seven, (laughs) whatever you have, what advice would you give to that photographer who's listening right now? So you have to learn to unclench your grip and let go. So mm-hmm. our creative process is ours. Yes, it's ours. But you can totally train someone and trust them to give an incredible experience to your clients. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, the best decisions I have ever made for my business were very scary because I had to let go of some type of control, but it's only propelled my business forward that much faster than if I would have kept doing it on my own. So learn to let go just a little bit and you will flourish. Mm. That is love that. Preach the freaking heck out of that. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh, Grace, this has been amazing. Thank you for giving us literally so many tips. I know, like <laughs> so many. I learned a lot. I know our listeners learned a lot. So, just wrapping up, where can everyone find you? If you have more information on associate programs, mm-hmm. uh, where can they find their information as well? Uh, just like plug everything that you you have going on. Yeah, you can find me on my Instagram at Grace T Photography and on my website at gracetphotography.com. And if you go to gracetphotography.com, I do offer an associate course. Um, so this kind of walks you through. And honestly, like this was just, this episode was just the tip of the iceberg of all of the information Mm -hmm. that I have. Um, I also dive into a lot of like legal things because you have to know all of that stuff um, when starting a team, um, and a lot more into like the marketing aspect of it as well. Um, but yeah, if, 
honestly, this is for you guys. This is for all of your listeners. But if you use the code HEART, um, you'll get 25% off the associate Oh, course. that's so nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to Yeah, that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's so perfect. Y'all yeah, take totally. advantage of that. <laughs> Uh, and Grace, you know your crap. Like, obviously, people listening to this know this, but just to like confirm, Lindsay and I both know and love Grace as yeah. industry, like friends, as you know, whatnot. And Grace, you just like are so knowledgeable, so skilled, yeah. and you put your heart Thank and soul you. into everything that you do. So, just a little, you know, stamp of approval on that course, and go take advantage of that twenty five percent off. <laughs> For real. Yeah, totally. No, it's been so cool, like, you know, getting to this point. And it's such an honor to be asked to be on this podcast. So I just want to let you guys know that, like, coming from, like, Lindsay, you and me, like, what, three years ago, like over three years ago, when you took me and Kyle's photos, like, from going from that until now. 2018. Crouching yeah. Lion. I yeah. still yep. one of my favorite sessions. Like, I still oh. swoon over it. Yeah, you sexy it as hit. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> And that's when you introduced me to Evie like online because you're like, oh, me and Evie are releasing our first workshop like tomorrow. That was literally, I shot you guys right around the time that we first launched the first heart workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then I was like, okay, great. I'll go check her out. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. And then, yeah, I've done mentor sessions with you guys. So it's, it's just been so cool. So I appreciate you guys asking me on. Oh my gosh. gosh. Well, we love you. And you just gave so many people so... Just I, I know a lot of people are going to get so much out of this, but yeah. especially that person that's w- almost on both sides. The photographer mm-hmm. that is yep. leading a company that is feeling burnt out and is frustrated that they're not scaling. They want to stop exchanging time for money. But then on the other hand, I think we also gave a lot of people permission that if they know they're not the CEO, like visionary yep. type of person, but they love photography, they love to shoot, and you gave them really good tips on how to actually reach out to try to be an associate photographer for someone. So mm-hmm. both buckets were crossed off today. <laughs> we love you, Grace. Thank you so much for yeah. being here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much.